Well, hello, race fans. Welcome to a new edition of the USF Pro Insider. My name's Rob Howden. This is episode number 53. It is July the 3rd, at least when I'm recording this, for those of you who may be tuning in as it goes out to happy July 4th. Uh, talking about, of course, Mid-Ohio. We'll do a quick little race recap, and then later in the show, get a chance to sit down and talk with USF Juniors driver Carson Etter, who races for DC Autosport, made his debut in USF 2000 this past weekend at Mid-Ohio. So we'll sit down and chat with Carson ahead of this coming weekend's USF Juniors event at the racetrack. Uh, five events on the docket at Mid-Ohio, two for USF 2000, rather three for USF 2000 and two for the USF Pro categories, and ironically, five different winners on the weekend as well. Kick things off, of course, with USF Pro 2000, both those races coming on the Saturday. We were actually not on track on Sunday at all. Thursday was a uh, test day, then, of course, qualifying practice and the, the racing uh, getting rolling on uh, on Friday. Uh, USF Pro, as I said, the, uh, both races on Saturday and the race in the morning, not surprisingly, I guess, was red flagged for rain midway through. We were kind of expecting we would see some rain sooner or later in the weekend, obviously a little bit for the IndyCar uh, day as well. But uh, the bottom line is this one would become a timed race. We had a, a number of incidents, a couple of incidents on track. We had the rain come midway through. We did a five-minute break for the drivers to be able to, the teams to be able to change over on tires. But the bottom line was uh, Michael D. Orlando from Turn 3 Motorsports uh, getting it done. A flag-to-flag victory even through the swap over to the reins. Uh, and it was a crucial win for Michael. He need, needed that, those points. He needed to get himself back up near at least the top, you know, into the, significantly into the top 10. Uh, one of the guys really to watch, though, was, was Jace Denmark from, uh, from Paps Racing, the birthday boy, turning 19 years of age on the day. He was on the move in a big way and got himself up into second. A really strong run for Jace Denmark. Another driver in need of a really good finish. He was not pleased with the way things have gone so far this year, but the talent obviously there for Jace. Great job for him to get his way up into second. And Jack Miller capping off the podium in third, his second podium of the year, getting one as well at the Freedom 90 at Lucas Oil Raceway uh, IRP during the Carbonite Classic. Uh, key, I think, was the point leader, Miles Rowe, who had a big lead coming into the, uh, the event, uh, had a, a rough couple of few laps at the end of that one. Ended up finishing in the 11th spot. I want to say he was running 8th for a time. Uh, but with the amount of uh, the cushion that he has right now midway through the season, it really didn't hurt him that much because the drivers uh, who he battled with or were battling with in the championship, Kiko Porto, Francesco Pizzi, both those drivers having rough races. Further on in the day on Saturday afternoon, we actually capped things off with race number two and Miles Rowe coming back strongly. Better qualifying for race number two, qualified on the pole, and he, to, to be honest, he was flawless. Uh, led the entire distance to score the win and extend his point lead by over 64 by 64 rather points over Kiko Porto, who actually finished second. So even though uh, Porto bouncing back from the issues of race one to get a strong second place finish, the gap still 64 points, almost two full race uh, races of points. If you think 33 points on offer for each week, each race day. So <clears throat> all told. Uh, Row looking really good right now as we come into the final stretch run of three events. Uh, also on the podium once again was Michael D. Orlando capping off. It was a really strong weekend for him, and we, we shouldn't be surprised. He's always been very good at Mid-Ohio, and, and he knew it coming in and, and really capitalized a win in race one, third in race number two. And to be honest, two wins and three podiums over the last four races through uh, Road America for Michael D. Orlando. If not for that uh, minor little miscue there, the... the a mistake he made uh, coming to the green through turn 14, the contact between he and Chris, uh, Christian Weir. He may have been in a better spot, 
Uh, right now, though, he is, uh, I think, sixth in points right now for, for D Orlando with the, those uh, those two wins. 82 points behind Rose, still with a lot of work to do for for Michael D Orlando. But at the very least, the momentum is there, right? He's going in the right direction. Turn 3 Motorsports is on fire. So expect for him to be strong when we get up to the streets of Toronto as well, where he and Rowe actually t- uh, d- diced it up pretty good. Uh, got together late in the race there. So, yeah, another championship fight potentially coming between D Orlando and Rowe. Kiko Porto in there as well. Joel Grandforce up into third now after a good weekend as well. So lots to come, although still a pretty solid advantage for Miles Rowe. USF 2003 races on the docket. I mentioned they were on the track on Friday. Indeed, they got their first race in there. And to be honest, it was, uh, it was Eva Gores Papasavas who broke through for J. Howard Driver Development. Got his first win, but man, he had to fight for it. Elbows up. Uh, <clears throat> final lap side-by-side side with Simon Sykes. Uh, they had some contact. Sykes not pleased at the end of the race with the contact, but listen, Papa Sabas is racing for that first ever win, and Sykes is trying to hold on for the for the uh, you know for the points championship. So Simon probably not happy, but maybe wanted to back off a little bit. That said, he was still right in the middle of a very tight battle with himself and Lockie Hughes. But later on, especially on Saturday, that would change. Uh, Matt Clark ended up coming home for third, and all, overall, just a really good. A day for for uh, a weekend rather for Clark with three podium finishes, tremendous job for him. In race two, talked about Sykes and Hughes. Yeah, they battled it out again. They went at it head to head. Lap sixteen on a restart, uh, Hughes gets a good run coming out of turn number one and dives it down to the apex. Not even to the apex, the entry really of uh, the keyhole, turn number two. Sykes kind of starts his turn a little early to cover him off. And to be honest, if you watch the broadcast, wow. Go back and see it if you haven't on the YouTube channel or the USF Pro Championships app. Uh, he goes to the inside, to the right, up over top of the curbing. That sends him in the air, right over the back of Simon Sykes. And the, at that point, he's a, he's a passenger. Uh, barrel rolls, I think, three, two and a half, three times into the gravel, very reminiscent of what we saw with Simon Pagino in the IndyCar down in China Beach. But uh, thankfully, uh, Lockie was fine out of the car, which was great. So, he, of course, that's the damage for him. DNF, car's destroyed not destroyed but the car was significantly damaged uh, the team from jay howard actually got him back out uh on track onto the grid for race three we'll talk more about that but sykes gets the rear wing knocked off so there's four laps to go they're getting ready to come back at it the mr indycar safety team gets it cleaned up super quick to go for essentially a uh, a one lap battle now sykes i think would like to have it not to happen he would have held on to second instead without the wing race control brings him into pit lane unsafe car he ends up finishing one position in front of Hughes. So not the big damage for Hughes in terms of points. Uh, although Sykes with that win in, or that uh, second place finish in race number one was able to take the point lead. This now just stretching his lead ever so slightly. With both the guys in front of him gone, Matt Clark is a de facto winner. He tucked to the inside from the contact. He ends up getting the race win. Uh, Papa Sabas and Sam Corey from VRD Racing, who were then running fourth and fifth, inherit second and third. So both those drivers getting valuable points as well. <clears throat> then to the last race of USF 2000 on Saturday, Simon Sykes started on the pole position. This time checked out. Didn't have to worry about it. Was strong on the, uh, the any restarts and was fine. There was some incidents early on, a big wreck at the very opening of the race. The big swing in the championship though, Lockie Hughes takes the racetrack, but on the warm-up lap comes to a stop coming out of turn number nine. Uh, I have not yet found out exactly what happened to him, but a mechanical puts him behind the wall. Not able to continue. Finishes dead last, 22nd. And that, with the win for Sykes, has given him a 40-point lead 
in the standings, which is unbelievable considering the way it's gone back and forth. Sykes with 40 points, five more races to go over two weekends, the doubleheader at Toronto, the tripleheader at Portland. Obviously, it's Sykes' championship to lose now. He's got to run strong, run smart, and see what he can do to potentially get himself to Portland so he really has a better understanding of what he has to do in each one of those three races. Nikita Johnson had a great weekend overall. He ends up, when they leave Mid-Ohio, tied with Lockie Hughes for second place in points with 271. So both those drivers strong. Nikita Johnson was really good, actually, in this uh, this final race of the triple header. Scrapped it out, had a really good battle with with uh, Matt Clark at one point, going side-by-side side through four, five, six, and seven. And just an absolute uh, lesson in how to have two drivers respect each other through a very tight part of the racetrack. We should grab that video and use it uh, throughout the season because they were side-by-side, side, maybe a little bit of contact, but they gave each other room. And for Johnson, who wasn't able to get the job done, right? Trying to go for second, doesn't get it done, but lives to race another lap. And that's the key for every one of these young drivers. Nikita didn't get the job done there, but he was able to get a better run. Minor mistake for Clark on the penultimate lap. So heading up into turn number two, Nikita goes to the inside on the final circuit, gets the pass done. He goes into second spot. Uh, Clark ends, it might have been actually down at four, but Johnson gets second. Clark ends up in third. Johnson had another great run in race one, went off track on the opening lap, stormed back up into the top five. So all in all, a tremendous weekend for both Clark and Johnson. Man, they really turned things up. Uh, Clark uh, now very strong, as we said, a win in three podiums. He's moved to fourth in the standings, of course, behind those two guys, 25 points behind Hughes and Johnson. Still, again, five races to go. Clark gets to go north of the border for his home race at the Honda Indy Toronto, so it'll be a big weekend for him up there. He's got momentum. I'll say that about Clark. There's a lot of momentum there, a lot of confidence in the D-Force racing driver. If he comes out of the gate, and gets a couple of race wins. Everybody else starts battling each other. Could tighten things up even more. But again, as I said before, it's a 40-point lead now for Simon Sykes and Paps Racing. He needs this championship. We all know it. And he is lining himself up for a potential opportunity to grab that scholarship to move to the USF Pro 2000 program in 2024. All told, just a really strong weekend, as I had said. Four different winners on the uh, the weekends. We know Deer, Lando, and Rose splitting the USF Pro 2000 weekend races. Ivagoras, Papa Savas, uh, Matt Clark, and Simon Sykes, the three different winners in USF 2000 as well. And throughout our podiums, we saw a number of different times where we had different teams on the podium as well. So we know the parity of the program, the, the teams that we have in, in this series. And uh, again, look at the race wins, right? Not only was it uh, the different winners, but uh, two different teams in each category as well. The... Deer Landa with turn three, Roe with Pabst, Papa Sabas with Jay Howard, um, D-Force for Clark, and Pabst goes back again with Simon Sykes. So again, all told, just a really good weekend at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. A rare Thursday, Friday, Saturday run. We were done there. Uh, but one of the other great stories, and this is what we'll transition into the guest for today's Insider Podcast. We've been watching, of course, the number of the drivers in USF Juniors, and a handful of them jumping up, and they've, they've had over the start of the season. We've seen Joey Baranza. Jack Jeffers and Ethan Ho make moves up to run USF uh, 2000 races this year to kind of maybe potentially test the waters for 2024. Uh, a couple drivers doing it again this weekend as well, both Brady Golan and Carson Etter, uh, a young driver from California, making the step up for a one-off in USF 2000. Of course, good testing as well because we're back this coming weekend for USF Juniors. Well, that category will join the NASCAR uh, Xfinity or NASCAR Truck Series and the ARCA program at Mid Ohio for that road course weekend. So again, for Carson Etter, it was a really good opportunity for him. We had talked about it before he came in, his desire to potentially go run this race uh, in USF 2000. And his focus, told, he kept telling me, 
I just want seat time. I want to get a feel for that car. I want to be able to drive mid Ohio, but I want to be, you know, I want to move up to USF 2000 next year. So I want to get the seat time. So I told him straight up, listen, go in there with the right expectation, the right focus, finish the races and you'll be fine. He did that. Found speed all weekend long, finished all three races, got all 60 laps in the book. So I'm proud of what Carson was able to do. And, and before the broadcast started, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Carson about what happened, about his career, because he's a really interesting story, not the normal that you would see from uh, young guys coming out of karting, uh, young, young men and women coming through karting, of course, then into maybe the Skip Barber program, whatever it may be. Really good backstory for Carson Edder. So let's uh, move over there. I got a chance to talk to Carson Edder from D.C. Autosport. Well, fresh off his USF 2000 debut at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, joining me now here on the USF Pro Insider is Carson Edder, the driver of the number 57 for DC Autosport, a regular in the USF Juniors program presented by Cooper Tires. But again, like many drivers did this past weekend at Mid-Ohio, testing the waters for a potential USF 2000 program next year. Uh, Carson, let's start out. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know you're hanging around in Mid-Ohio because you're back at it like I am next weekend with the Juniors car, but uh, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. So obviously, you know, a couple of cool back-to-back races for you. You go from the quicker USF 2000 car down to US, back, back to USF Juniors, I guess, uh, with this coming weekend. Um, again, for those of you who don't know, uh, Carson, uh, a young uh, driver, 19 years of age out of California. Uh, and before we get into what he's done so far this year in USF Juniors, and even last year what he did in the Western F4 series, uh, the interesting thing about Carson is I think everybody who follows this USF Pro Championships as it was before the road to Indy, you get really uh, comfortable understanding everybody came, kind of came through karting, right? They started karting when they were 8, 9, 10 years of age. They've been working their way through the mini ranks, juniors, whatever it may be. And they've run a lot of major karting events throughout the, you know, the early parts of their, their, their career. Carson, when you look at your bio, we don't see that. We don't see all those karting. It actually says carts, but it's off-road karting. You guys did. You did some off-road karting. You ran a modified cart, but then you jumped into the pro-light off-road stuff. Look, give me give me some insight. Where does this come from? Is your family an off-road family? Oh, yeah. We've been we're, – we're super big into the whole off-road stuff. The, uh, the stuff that I kind of grew up doing, the short course stuff, was kind of something I wanted to branch off and try because my brother and my dad had been super, like, super, super involved in the desert racing. Okay. So um, – I wanted to branch off and do short course. It seemed, it seemed more kind of like my type of pace. I like the close racing. Yep. So, uh, started in that when I was 10 years old and kind of just worked my way up the ranks in that. So full, full on off-road, you're jumping, you're rolling over the, the berms and dirt. What, what, what were the series? Is, were there any particular series names that we may know about? Um, the biggest one that I started in was Lucas oil off-road racing series. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah, that unfortunately that shut down uh, four or five years ago. Okay, um, and then it branched into uh, a series called Great American Short Course. All right. So when I in, when I get a chance to go race the short course stuff, I go back to go back and race some of that stuff. So, uh, so I always got to keep my roots there. So what, so you ran a pro light uh, truck, right? That that's that was kind of your deal. Give us a, for those that don't know, what's a, what's an overview of the pro, of the a pro light truck? What's a, how, what are they worth? As is it is it a whole tube frame car? How what's what's the what's the damper package on them? That kind of what's the horsepower? 
it, it is it's a it's a whole tube frame chassis yep. uh, all custom built uh 600 horsepower wow um just throwing it in the corners and I, I believe the shocks are they're three point or 2.5 shocks all the way around yeah it's a pretty serious damper program isn't it oh yeah the, you're 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 taking some pretty big impacts in that class so you kind of need some bigger shocks I, I love I love watching. I think I think that kind of short course off road stuff is super fun to watch for sure. Uh, let's talk. So so where do you, as a family that's been in this off road stuff, you got they've been doing the desert racing for for many years. Mm-hmm. How do you transition into running F four on the West Coast? Like, wh- wh- where where do you go from saying okay I'm I'm gonna follow my family's footsteps on the dirt, <laughs> but maybe short course and then go no I want I want to go formula car racing <laughs> instead. I want to know what your dad said when you went down. I want to go drive a four. I want to go to IndyCar. Well, I've I've been a really big Formula One car fan and okay. IndyCar fans for a really long time now. But because I started in the dirt, I was like, oh, there's no way that I'm going to get a chance to, to go give this a shot. So, I get it. Yeah. Uh, we, we reached out to an F4 team to kind of just like a test day. If it all goes well, we'll start seriously considering it. And But if it doesn't, then kind of just leave it alone and say we had the experience to go try it. And uh, after that first test day, uh, from my first lap to the last lap on that first test day, I dropped my time almost four and a half seconds. Yeah. So I I started to get comfortable pretty fast in it. Kind of, it felt it felt kind of like what I should have been doing the whole time. So um, felt you felt more at home. I felt way more at home. Wow, that's good. But yeah, it kind of just wanted to give it a shot because I'd been such a big fan and we didn't really know any like the cost or anything like that so kind of it kind of just did a test day just to see if it was something that i could potentially do yeah it's interesting right you guys were so you know into the the, the off-road stuff you kind of got a feel for it i'm sure you guys have like a very big network of people that you know in that community as well so here you are you kind of walk into a brand new one where you yeah. really don't know anybody you don't know what the cost you don't know the you know you don't know really any of the ins and outs of the program so you end up uh running in that pro uh formula pro usa program last year the western championship year mm-hmm. you finished second overall you get a handful of wins so you know you really got into it it wasn't a, they weren't huge fields but doesn't yeah. matter you know i always say that it's if there's one driver versus one driver it's a battle right which is, which yeah. is awesome so yeah. so then you're in there and obviously then the learning curve not only in the race car but also industry-wise is huge for you. You probably start looking around what's going on. What was what was your mindset to say, hey, listen, now I want to go into the USF Pro Championships. What, what made you look at USF Juniors? Um, well, it, it kind of just made the most sense because we obviously didn't have a budget to go overseas and do yeah. all that stuff. And I just, because I didn't have that background in the asphalt stuff, it just, it didn't seem like something that would be like, plausible to get my feet dipped into so uh we we started talking to uh we had dave talk to some dave Friedis, the f4 yep. owner yeah um, dave really well yeah yeah uh and we had him talk to some teams see if they had any spots left because we kind of started approaching teams late as a as opposed we i think we started a, uh, approaching teams a few weeks before the chris griffiths test at Indy. Yeah, fall combine yeah 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 so um and just to see if it was something that we could continue. Cause I was, I was all in on it. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this. I want to keep doing this. <laughs> uh, and I thought I had a good shot at it. So um, kind of just started approaching and we approached on, we did the, the fall combine with him and um, it was just, it felt, felt good 
like I, it having the competition it just it felt like something I wanted to continue doing and I and I feel like I have the 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 willpower and determination to get up and keep going up the ranks I think the, the cool thing is you, you start talking about when you first got in that car that first test day right in the f4 uh where, where was that at by the way I didn't where did you have your first test day Button Willow Raceway. Right? Yeah, why not, right? Yep. Like so many other guys that. So, okay, so you're at Button Willow. <laughs> I th- it feels to me like that little what, single test day was kind of this thing that you kind of, it, that it's been your kind of run through the, t- the whole sport, right? So you do the test day, you end up running the Formula Pro USA program and doing well. You come over to the fall combine, so you jump out of the F4 at the end of the season into the USF 2000 car. So, so not only are you in the USF 2000 car, now you're at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as well. So let's just throw that in there, that little nugget yeah. of wow. I'm racing, you know, I'm testing it at IMS. It's not even like a button willow where you can test <laughs> do it in anonymity, right? You're out there like, yeah. no, I'm here at the world center of racing. So let's, let's, let's get at this deal. Um, so, and then I remember watching, because obviously if you, if you go back and look at your times through those, that two days, the amount you pick up, like you said how much speed you picked up over the first day in an F4 car, the yeah. amount of speed you picked up over that, over the, those, uh, those two days at the fall combine, you were just lopping off like seconds every yeah. time you were there. Every, every yeah. time you're on track, right? I I think I got down. I think I started the weekend a little over six seconds off, off of Sykes, I think yeah. it was. And then by the end of the weekend, I got just under two seconds off. And obviously, Simon knows that track. He's raced there before, runoffs, uh, the, you yeah. know, the whole time with us in USF 2000. So again, where those drivers are finding tenths of a second, I always say you're finding a full second. And again, yeah. so if, if that's the microcosm of the whole thing, we that's what your whole season's been like. Everywhere yeah. you've gone has been a brand new racetrack and you found all this pace. Then overall, you just like, you're not as far back every time you go to a new racetrack. And then of course, here we are at VIR. I'll, I'll go back and talk a little bit about VIR. Uh, you know, our most recent race, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago um, at Virginia International Raceway, you get your best finish of seventh in race number three. And to be honest, be real, you know, you, where you were in the, in the grid of 14 was kind of 10 to 14 for the start of the season. Here you are in the middle, you know, dicing it up for, you know, 6th, 7th, and 8th, right? You're going out yeah. there and shouting, and Brady Goal, and you guys are elbows up. It just, do you feel that, that you've gone, you've came that much, that far in the first half of the season? I, yeah, I do. I, I feel <laughs> like it's it's a spot that I, that I think, I, I think you'll start seeing me there, up there more frequently. Yeah, I do too. It's, but, yeah. And listen, let's let's think about you and your mindset. Like obviously being in the off-road world, you know more about off off-road uh, off-road like truck setups. You understand the dynamic of the feedback you'll give on a truck when it's not obviously there's nothing's the same in terms of what you're talking about, right? A lot mm. of the truck stuff is I, I would expect a lot more about front-end geometry and the dampers and the way the dampers are working as opposed to, you know, kind of the way you get a feel for a race car. So, this is what I this was I wanted you on the show today because you make that debut uh, in USF 2000 this past week at mid Ohio. Now you get to go back. You're going to go about three or four, maybe three seconds slower moving down into the restricted USF juniors car, but this massive run up learning like crazy. And then let's talk about mid Ohio. So we just keep throwing you to the wolves, which I, which I love, right? Let's keep pushing yeah. you harder, throw you into deeper water. I'll start this folks. So those of you, those of you who may not uh, watch the broadcast or watch the shows. Of course, they're always available on the YouTube channel and on the USF Pro Championships app. But Carson went out there, and while other drivers were having trouble making mistakes, dude, you ran all 60 laps. Yep. You finished all three races. And mm-hmm. I want to say, I think you finished in the top 15 of the second two races as well, didn't you? Yep. Uh, the Race two and three, I got 14th in both. So, there, listen, you got to be thrilled with kind of the way things rolled out there. Yeah, I, I couldn't have asked for a much better weekend, honestly. Yeah. 
And again, you found over a second, probably a second and a second and a half, almost two seconds from the first session rolling out on test day. Yeah, I, I think I, I I ended up the delta between me and, and first, or I guess fast lap, I think we got to uh, just under a second and a half. And yeah. we started a little over three. So, yeah, <laughs> so definitely is, good. Is there a feeling going into this cup coming weekend? Now, here you are, you know, you've driven three full races at the next level up. You've stayed out of trouble. You've had good runs. It's not like you're running top 10 and no one expected yeah. you to do that. That wasn't the goal. It was get get seat time. But now you're coming back to USF Juniors. How much different do you feel? Here we are on a Monday, July the 3rd, a couple of days away from getting on the racetrack back at Mid-Ohio. How much different do you feel than, let's say, when you started the season at Seabrook? I'm I'm actually really excited for this weekend. Yeah. I, 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 I feel good that I'm going to have a little bit more track knowledge going into, into a race weekend. And, yeah. um, I'm starting to get, like, know the car's limits more. So I think I can go out there and start pushing right away as opposed to working up to it more. Um, but I, I, have, I have high hopes for this weekend. I think there's something to be said, too, from a lot of people will do this to their, to their young drivers coming up, even through karting. They'll put them in something a lot faster than bring them back to, the, to, to mm-hmm. where they are. You've run this USF 2000 car, which is significantly faster. And then, you know, with, with shorter braking zones, with the different brake package, the more horsepower. Are you, are you ready for that mindset change? Realizing you've gone a lot faster around there. So everything's going to be happening a lot slower, which is one of the reasons why, why, when you and I and your dad talked about you moving up to the 2000s at uh at uh, mid ohio when we were at the vir race i was like this is a really good thing for you kind of push the boundary and then come back into the comfortable yeah i i I think that knowing that i've gone faster through that track is going to help me a little bit i think i'm going to be able to find the limit easier um because i i I think that i'm going to still be trying to drive it like a usf 2000 car but uh i think i think it's going to help big time your teammate at DC Autosport, Ethan Ho, was there as well. He had a pretty solid weekend. Didn't really have the results he, I think he wanted to show for it, but he had good speed, which obviously helps you. What's it been like? Talk about working with, with Don Connor, who is a uh, an esteemed engineer, been you know with two-liter cars for 20-plus years. He's yeah. worked for Cape Motorsports. That's his team, DC Autosport. You got Ethan Ho. What's the dynamic like under the, under the, the, the awning there? Because obviously you guys have come together over the first couple of races of the season. Don is super, super helpful when it comes to like car setups and just learning like, okay, the, what's good. What's the car going to do when you do this or what's good. What's the car going to do when you do that? Yeah. So he's been very helpful with kind of like both coaching, like telling me what I need to do better, where I can improve, where I need to maybe slow down a little bit. Cause I'm trying to get a little too antsy, but he he's like, he's like the wizard of the, of the car setup. So <laughs> I love it, but, it, yeah, but and then Ethan's been a really good teammate because he's obviously a higher level driver. So he's, I, I can learn from him. I can watch his video. I can look at his data, see where I need to do what I need to do better, or maybe where we differ, like our line choices yeah. or stuff like that. So it's been super helpful having a really good and, and fast teammate to to kind of learn from. What are you, what areas are you working on to, to kind of focusing on as primary to, to get faster? You mentioned a little bit of if you're maybe overdriving some somewhere. That's a lot of young drivers will do sometimes. They think storming into a corner is the way to go quicker, right? As opposed yeah. to getting on the throttle earlier. Is that something you've struggled with? Maybe trying to overdrive the car a little bit? Um, it it depends. Once I get to like at the start of the weekend, I might un, I'll underdrive the car, kind of, of like course. learn the limits and of each corner, what the car can take, what the yep. car can't. But once I kind of find that limit in 
like these in certain corners, like the faster corners, I'll try to go a little faster and that's going to end. And it ends up in me losing maybe a 10th. So um, I think sometimes I get a bit too overhead. So that's something that I've been working on. And a lot of, I've been just trying to like get the fundamentals and the, the right mechanics down, like the, the, the break to gas, just get making an instantaneous transfer as opposed to lift and, and then break. Um, but it's, it's been um, just like, like fundamentals and making sure my mechanics are, are, are sound. There's a lot to pick up, isn't there? It's not easy. Yeah. No, definitely not <laughs> it's, easy. It's not easy. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. All right. So I want to go back before we start. We'll, we'll jump a little bit and kind of look forward to what you're thinking about for this mid-Ohio race coming up. And I want to go back to that thing I brought up a little bit, that battle that you had with Golan and Shouten at uh, at VIR. I remember calling it. I was super excited to see your car up in the fight there. I think we were, you know, we were obviously following the leaders. We panned back because Jeffers had kind of taken off at that point. Yeah. And I think it, was it the last was it the last lap or the was either the last lap or the lap before? It was very late in the race. You guys were kind of side by side coming out of five and six, up into the but S's. I, I think you went it was around, a lap all I know is you last. went around the outside and I'm like, wow, Carson's getting <laughs> out of here. That must have felt yeah. pretty good. That felt really good. I think that was the second to last lap. Um, I got a really big run going down the S's. So it was just like I got I, I was able to get get in the slip behind behind Shotten and get around Golan. So that, that felt really nice to do uh, just right around the outside. I saw Golan move over. I think he was going to try to take the inside on the S's, but I'm like, I think, I think my line's going to work here. And, and it ended up with him trying to back off a little bit. And then I almost got shot and in going into going up the hill into 11, but man, I, I wanted to get him so bad. And the beauty of that was like, you know, I, I, we've said this, I, I think to be honest, I think that maybe the juniors have been the best at racecraft <laughs> compared to USF yeah, yeah. 2000 and pro 2000 this year with the, f- what, the first four of our five races went green to checker, which was amazing for you yeah. guys. But the three of you guys through that SS section, which is so sketchy are yeah. side by side, no contact whatsoever. I think you probably, you know, gain some respect with each other being able to go side yeah. by side like that. Right. Yeah, definitely. We're, we, we've all, we've been a really clean class as a, as a group this year and it, yeah. it, it makes for better racing. You'll, you get more seat time. You'll, you'll learn from your mistakes. You learn what to do better, where you can get people where you can't. It, it I feel like it just, instead of it just being under caution, like the whole race, Yeah. I feel like you get, you get more experience under your belt by doing more laps than, than say you you do five caution laps. That's that's it. That's all about green flag laps. So let's let's yep. take that. You, you run the USF 2000 race at Mid Ohio. Now we're going to the juniors race. Have you reset expectations, or are you trying to keep it? Try to keep yourself calm down a little bit. Say, man, I had a pretty good run there. I'm coming yeah. off this great race. You know, at uh, at VIR. What are the expectations? I'll put it in your hands right now. I I have high expectations for myself. I'm feeling really good going into the weekend. Um, I genuinely think that I can get inside the top five this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing, I, I put a whole lot of prep in, into the mid Ohio. I've done pretty close to a thousand laps on the sim. I've been going over video and data with Dawn for a couple weeks now. Um, I, and then not to mention the, the USF 2000 race was a huge help just learning the track and, and learning what the car can take and not. So I've got high expectations for this weekend and, and I'm, I think we're going to have a really good weekend. I love it. That's fantastic. All right. So let's, let's, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Obviously we're heading, we're heading there soon. Let's, 
Let's talk. Let's get away from the rant thing and talk a little bit more about you a little bit. Now, are you a student right now? What's what's the what's the situation for you in terms of education? Where are you right now in, the, in that program? I am I, I am a student. I'll be a sophomore here at Boise State University. Okay. So, um, uh, but as a, the the plan right now is to continue with that while still doing the whole racing thing. So, um, no tell where it's going to end up. I, I'm hoping to get my get my degree at uh, from Boise State, but um and hopefully in in four or four and a half years is the ideal goal yeah education is yeah. not a foot race i always say you can, you can yeah. take your time right <laughs> yeah. you're not the first guy that's done that before that has been doing them both that's for sure um yep. one of the things i always ask the guys about and a lot of times they're a little bit younger um so when you're on the road i, I read your bio a little bit so can you do any cooking at home are, are you a guy that can cook yourself is there something like do you have a specialty or something like you, some guys are burger mm. guys some guys can make spaghetti you know like is there you know, some of these kids can't feed themselves if mom's not there. If you're by yourself, yeah. are you gonna be okay? What's yeah, yeah. You got a go-to? Yeah. Oh, my go-to food dish. It's a, I, I like poke bowls a lot. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm a hundred percent on that game. I'm I'm I, I like sushi. I like pokey or just like just like a nice fillet or just, I'm 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 really like I like food a lot. It's <laughs> I eat I eat just about anything there is. So. <laughs> yep but that poke bowls it. take the cake okay yeah dude that's really good that's impressive actually that's not yeah that's not hamburgers and uh and sandwiches <laughs> and, and and spaghetti so poke bowls it is what's yeah. uh on, on the road what do, you, what do you guys you got a favorite place on the road i, I always ask it because it's mostly the kids i ask them kind of what their go-to is you're rolling down the road with your crew and you got to stop it like a, off the highway are you mm -hmm. a, like a fast food burger guy? Some guys are Chipotle guys. Is there some point Chipotle? You're a, God, you, I'm a Chipotle guy. You racers love your Chipotle. You really do. It's good food. I, I got to give it to them. It's fairly healthy too, right? It is. It's on right. the healthier side. Speaking so of health, it, where are you on the fitness program? Are you getting Are you getting in the gym? Are you like I know that oh, yeah. uh, I tell every guy that the minute they get move up a next step, it's a lot more race car. Did you find number one? Are you in the gym on number two? Did you find the USF 2000 car to be a little more physical? than uh than the usf juniors because mid ohio is probably the most physical track we run all year yeah yeah oh yeah that that was right up there with barber for me i barber took took a took an impact on my body okay. a little bit but okay I, mid ohio I, I can say was probably more physical but yeah i'm 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 on i'm in the gym six days a week wow. every day but every day but uh wednesdays wednesdays is kind of like a uh like the midweek like rest, rest. Of recovery day yeah What's wrong um, with that? that's good and then we're, we're on, we're eating meal. Like I'm on a meal plan with my trainer. So, yeah. Uh, wow, okay. Yeah. So you're so all in. It, I like it. That's good. I am, I am all in on this thing. So this is that, that one of the reasons why it's such a great story, Carson. Again, for those who are just tuning into the podcast and maybe I didn't hear it from the start, I'm talking to Carson Edder, the driver of the number 57 USF juniors car for DC Autosport coming off his USF 2000 debut this past weekend at mid Ohio and did a great job staying out of the trouble and just got quicker and quicker all weekend long. Your great story, obviously, Carson, coming in. Your family background isn't in karting, isn't in cars. It's all off-road trucks and desert racing. Um, but as we all know, I think you talked about the fact you didn't have the budget to go to Europe. I thought that was really interesting because for you kind of diving into to racing, at least you're at home. Like, had you literally yeah. dove in, and most of the guys over in F4 are running a couple of different F4 series over in, in Europe, right? Not just the single. Yeah. So the budget is high. They're doubling up and even tripling up on the budget sometimes. Um so do you have a good, good group of sponsors? I want to give you an opportunity to kind of talk oh, with the people yeah. that allow you to do this. Right. Cause I know that obviously, cause listen, you can get me in the gym and get as strong as you can. Right. And fit as you can, mm -hmm. you can do as much lap times as you can on track. You can learn about data. You can be on the sim, 
but racing's reality is if you don't understand the marketing side of it and the business side of yeah. it, you're probably not going to go any further unless your parents have a massive bank account, which I think you've said already yours don't. So yeah, what do you got? Um, what do you got put together? What's the, what's the backing look like right now? Who's who's on I, Team Editor? I have got a great group of sponsors behind That's me. Awesome. They're they're just they're so helpful. I mean, we could I couldn't do any of this without them because my parents can't fund the entire racing stuff. Yep. But uh, Priority Workforce, I. They, they, without them, I would not be where I am right now. Okay. So definitely, definitely them. Uh, they're, they're, you, you see them all over the car. They're on my suit. They're on my, on the, uh, the undershirt. They're on the hats, the shirts, everything. So I, I got to give a huge thanks to Priority Workforce. Priority Workforce, uh, Goodwin, um, Direct Edge, GATC Health, Sweet Geeks Foundation. It's just, that I got a great group of people behind me, not to mention both my parents out there. I, I wouldn't be here without them. That's amazing. All right. So listen, we got three races left on the docket, right? Three, no, two, yeah, three. So you yeah, middle three. mid Ohio. Mm-hmm. Then we do Road America, which Ooh. I think you're yeah, you're probably stoked about. Middle yeah, America. I'm excited then, for that. And then you wrap up at Circuit of the Americas. The schedule this year is ridiculously good for this for this program. So mid Ohio, Road yeah. America, and then Austin, Texas, uh, Circuit of the Americas. Is there one track you're looking for, you know forward more to of the three right now? Road America. Yeah, I love that track. <laughs> that track is that track's fun. I, I'm really looking forward to that track. Have you driven? Did you go? Did you do a test yet there? Uh, we did. We did the academy test. Oh yeah, yeah, I um, that one. Yeah. It did get rained out, so I didn't get a whole lot of laps on it. But just as far as the layout goes, I love it. It's it's like right up my alley. I like it. Lots of sim yeah. time though, right? Oh yeah, I've I've already been putting a pretty good amount of sim time on that track. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, folks, there you go. That is Carson Edder. A little look into what he's been, been doing. Obviously, a, a much different uh, background in terms of his resume than a lot of the other drivers we talk about here in this USF Pro Championship presented by Cooper Tires. 19 years of age, a student at Boise State University. going to be running USF Juniors for the rest of the year. And I think maybe into the USF 2000 next year after testing the waters there at Mid-Ohio. Carson, one last thing to do. If people want to follow you on social media, what channels, what uh, what platforms are you leveraging? uh instagram instagram is the it's the main platform it's just first and last name and 57 there you go number 57 as we said folks carton editor 57 that's how to follow my instagram carson thank you so much i'll release you now let you refocus (laughs) yourself on mid ohio but again thanks first off congratulations on on the performance of mid ohio i know when we talked at uh at vir i told you like listen just this is I want this is what i want to see out of you and you delivered completely yeah got faster and faster stayed out of trouble you were not getting you. You did not bring up the ire of the race directors, right? Yeah. So you know, again, you rolled in there in a probationary license, having run juniors, and mm-hmm. did a tremendous job. And I, I expect to see you quick again this weekend. Hey, thanks so much thank for joining you. me. Uh, thank you for the invite. I'm, it was it was a lot of fun, guys. One of the great stories right now in the USF Juniors program: Carson Edder, the young Californian, coming in from off-road truck racing, the short course racing, into some F4 with uh, Dave Freitas and the crew on the on the West Coast, diving right into USF Juniors, and now coming off but was a really tremendous and stable, consistent performance at Mid-Ohio in his debut in the USF 2000 program. I'm going to be uh, looking forward to see what he does this coming weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. We started off the show with a full review of Mid-Ohio. We're going to do it all over again because the Mid-Ohio course will light back up this weekend. NASCAR trucks are there, as is the USF Juniors. The opening run of this USF Pro Championships, the young drivers coming out of the Skip Barber series uh, from a sort of F4 series like Carson and many of them coming straight through from top-level karting as well. It's going to be a great weekend. All the coverage, of course, USF Pro Championships. Download the app to get all the live timing and live coverage. And as always, 
You can follow it along on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. We appreciate it. Again, this has been episode number 53 of the USF Pro Insider. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.